0: service. So glad you're here. Let's stand, if you will. We're going to uh, have a word of prayer, and then we'll sing a little bit. that sound okay to y'all? Amen. Amen. What a blessing it is. Thank God for the rain. Amen. Amen. Isn't it good to have rain? Uh, it beats dry dirt. Amen. Thank God for the rain. Amen. Well, Tony, you can come lead us in prayer, and then you can lead us in song. Let's pray. Father, I thank you again, Lord,
1: for the day, for the blessings of the day. Lord, for the rain. Lord, yes. I thank you for it. Father, I thank you tonight that you just allow us to serve you, Lord, just to be a part of your work and your ministry. And Father, I pray that tonight, Lord, that everything's done. Father would be to honor and glorify you. Father would be for your glory and for our good. And Father, I pray that you'll just uh, come meet with us, Lord. uh, May we not do anything, Lord, to quench the moving of the Holy Spirit here tonight. Father, may. We be receptive and submissive and eager, Lord, to do what you would have us to do. Father, just bless now, meet every need in this service. Father, again, I thank you for your grace and mercy, Lord, that we don't deserve. Father, I thank you so much for salvation this time of year when we think about that gift that's so great, a salvation that was given. Father, I thank you for it. Bless us now and we'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Take your hymnal and go to page 85. Page 85. We'll sing all three verses, all three verses.
2: Certainly is worthy of our adoration, isn't he? Amen. And uh, well, let's go, to Lord, in prayer for the offering tonight. And I'm going to ask Brother Mark if he would please lead us. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be back in the
0: household tonight. We ask Lord, you bless in the service, and you can the and preach this. Lord, give something from your words. Yes. I pray, Lord, you just bless, Lord,
2: this offering, the gift and the giver. We just to thank you
0: for all that you've done for us, especially at this time you year we think
2: about it, to yes. come to the cross. Yes. Amen.
1: take your hymnal again and go to page 101, 101. We'll sing both verses. Uh, You can just remain seated and we'll sing both verses. second verse, we're going to try to sing. (laughs) If you know it, sing out. uh, I don't know it, but we're going to try the second verse. Ring the bells, ring the bells. We need to practice, we need to practice way) <laughs>
0: stand, if you will. We're going to smile, we're going to sing a little bit, and then we're going to shake hands. Well, Tony, if you will.
1: I think it's page 416. If you need the words, There should be on the back of your bulletin. No, nope, that's not good.
3: <laughs> Jesus, 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 there's just something about What's more? Jesus, 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 there's just something about.
2: Take your bulletins out, just a few announcements, and I appreciate uh, all the uh, folks working with the young people yeah, downstairs in the Sunday school classes and junior church, and uh, I think the kids were a great encouragement for the folks in the nursing home today, and so appreciate you working with your children on that. And so don't forget these two sign-up sheets, uh, once for the Couples Retreat, uh, the first through the third of February, and um, how many of you guys have ever been on the Couples Retreat? Raise your hand, what's your Couples? Yeah, good, quite a number of you, yeah, and so it's a blessing Uh, to uh, your family and it's a good time to get away and uh, have fellowship and then get something to help your home and so that's February 1st to the 3rd sign up for that if you would please and uh, let us know if you need lodging and that would be helpful and then there's a sign up sheet for uh, Carrie and Rebecca's wedding that's going to be on February the 10th uh, at 11am and so um, here at the church and then the uh, reception to follow at the Cornerstone Church of Augusta and we're asking you to sign up by the 7th of January. And so if you do that, be helpful. Just trying to plan for the food, that would be very helpful. And then don't forget, choir practice tomorrow night for the cantata. and 7 o'clock here at the church. And then we're going to go Christmas caroling on the 15th. That's Friday. We'll meet here at the church at 530. And then uh, we'll have our cantata next Sunday evening. And so everything's regular next next week. We'll have our cantata in the evening service and praying for the choir. And uh, that God will just use it in a special way. And then we'll have a cookie fellowship after that. So I, we're asking you to bring your favorite um uh, favorite cookie and so that'll be that'll be fun when we'll have some milk right uh, uh, if you give the mouse a cookie he wants a glass of milk right and so yeah we'll have we'll have some some stuff to go with that that'll be great and then uh then our children's program on the 20th uh in the evening service and in, in the uh, wednesday evening service and we'll have a candlelight service during that time It'll be a real special time looking forward to that and then on christmas eve we're gonna have one service and that'll be at 1030, no evening service, no Sunday school, just one service at 1030, and then hope you'll enjoy Christmas Day. And then New Year's Day, or New Year's Eve, we're going to have uh, regular Sunday school, regular church, and then a meal to follow, and, uh, and then no evening service, so please remember those things if you would. Please happy birthday this week to several folks, and so Kitty's got a birthday, Kitty Harner on the 12th, Herschel's got a birthday on the 14th, and then Miss Paula's got a birthday on the 15th, so congratulations to all those folks with birthdays this week, all right? All right, why don't you stand with us one more time and uh, Tony will come lead us in a song.
1: Page 79,
3: 79, verses one and five, one and five. Thou didst leave thy throne and thy kingly crown when thou camest to earth for me. But in battle... thy coming to victory, let thy voice call me home, saying, yet there is room, there is room at my side for thee, and my heart shall rejoice, for Jesus, when thou comest and callest for me.
1: Amen. You can be seated.
0: Praise the Lord. Well, you get your Bible and go to Matthew chapter 16 tonight. Meredith's going to sing and then I'll preach.
4: I see the stars I hear
0: tell you what when's the last time you created something you know the old story goes that uh, uh god was challenging a heathen professor one day in in class and uh, god said uh, have you created anything he said oh yes i've created a lot of stuff and uh, the professor and god said okay well let's see you create something now and so he reached down to, to get some dirt that he had in a container. God said, "Oh no, 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 no! You got, you got to get your own dirt." <laughs> All right. So really, you know, man, man takes credit for a lot of things, but they haven't, they haven't got anything. Uh, Christmas, man, I tell you what, I, I hope, I hope that it kind of slows down a little bit. It's just it's boom going by, and it's like the rest of the year. I, I wish I could. Uh, uh, slow it all down because I'm still back about uh, July and August here. But uh, you know, when you think about Christmas, uh, as I was reading just a couple of weeks ago in, in Matthew 16, and uh, I want you to look, if you will, in verse 13 tonight, notice it says, and when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto, you, unto thee, that thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosened in heaven. Then he charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Amen. And I love that last statement there. He is or he was Jesus the Christ. Boy, that's a great... Now, that's not my sermon. Go back to verse 15, if you will. I just like that verse. Look what it says there. It says, He saith unto them, talking about his disciples, but whom say ye that I am? I want us to look tonight at this thought. How well do I know Jesus Christ? How well do I know him? Now, Jesus asked his disciples this very important question. You may may get a lot of things wrong in life and and have a good life. I'll tell you what, you won't get Jesus wrong and have a great eternity, I can tell you that. I care not who you are, I care not what you are. You see, uh, in verse 13, look what it said Jesus, uh, when he came to the coast of uh, Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying. Whom do men say that I am? In other words, he's saying, uh, fellas, I want your opinion on on something. Who do men say that I am? And well, of course, uh, the answer that was given was, well, you know, some say you're John the Baptist, all right? Well, I mean, you know, they, they knew Jesus wasn't John the Baptist, uh, but p- people thought that he was, Herod thought that he was, you know, uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, some thought he was Elijah or, or maybe Jeremiah, you know, because he, he, he was a, a man of compassion, a man of weeping, and, and that was Jeremiah's uh, great trait. He was uh, the weeping prophet. Or they said, maybe you're just one of the prophets, but uh, maybe you're that prophet that Moses spoke about back in Genesis. But Jesus. I believe, asked his disciples this because he wanted his disciples really to know who he was and who he is. But John puts it this way in John 6, verse 67. He said, Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And you grab that little thought there, you have, Lord Jesus, the, you have the, the words that will lead us to eternal life. You have the words of hope and of, of faith and of confidence and of strength and, and anything else you want to put in there. He has the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. I want you to know something tonight. My dear friend Simon Peter made a lot of dumb statements in his life, kind of like all of us. But when he said that, thou art the Son of the living God, thou art the Christ, I'll tell you what, he got it dead right, didn't he? And you see, Matthew tells us and declares in in the gospel of Matthew here, He declares to us that Jesus is the king. As a matter of fact, he said in Matthew 1, 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, if you know anything about your Bible, you know that uh, Abraham was before David. But yet what he's declaring here is is that this one, Jesus the Christ, Jesus the anointed one, Jesus the Messiah, he is the rightful king of Israel. As a matter of fact, he is the king of kings and the Lord of Lord. And, and Mark declares that he is a servant of God. When you read the gospel of Mark, it's kind of a fast moving doesn't give a lot of details. Why? Uh, because servants are just uh, they don't need a lot of details they just need to obey and and do, and do what the, the master tells them to do. And Jesus is pictured by Mark as that servant of God. Matthew or Luke declares him as the son of man. The Son of Man. What? What was the purpose of the Son of Man? Why was Jesus portrayed as, as as man? Well, because it says in Luke nineteen ten, for the Son of Man has come to what seeking to save that which is lost. Now I got news for you tonight. You're either saved or you're lost. No in between. There's no purgatory, there's no, there's no uh, working your way to heaven. You're either uh, born again or you're lost tonight, one of the two. You're either headed for heaven or you're headed for hell. A- and Luke gave this out and told them about Jesus being the, the perfect man. That he, could, he was the one that would uh, set you free from your sin. John declares that he is the son of God. And you look at John chapter 1, you see that he is, uh, he came unto his own and his own knew him not. The word dwelt among us and, and the word became flesh. And, and boy, we can see here this. But you see, I, I, I just got, I, I want you to turn over to Revelation chapter 19 for a moment. You know, John, not only in the gospel of John, declared Jesus as the son of God, but when you come to Revelation 19, I mean, everything's kind of coming to a a head. Everything's kind of uh, all the the hard work and lifting's over with. And uh, in in Revelation 19, you have the marriage supper of the Lamb. And when you come down to verse number 11, it says, and I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. Now, who is that one? That's Jesus. Oh, faithful and true. And goes on and says, And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were, written, uh, were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And you take that for, think about it a little bit. Uh, you ought to go back and listen to some of Tony's tapes on Revelation to figure all that out. Amen. And then the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses and clothed in fine linen and, and white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that uh, with he would smite the nations, and he would rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God." And he had on his vesture, uh, on his thigh, a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's faithful and true, that's his name. He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so tonight, you you can get a lot of things right in, in Christian life. You, you may be mixed up on some things and when we get to heaven, the Lord will straighten us out on it. But if you miss who Jesus is and, and what he came to do and why he was here, I want you to know something. All eternity rests upon what you do with Jesus Christ. Or if you say, well, Brother Rudder, I just don't plan on doing anything with him. Well, then you've already decided what you're going to do with him. You see... I believe, in fact, we answer this question every day in our lives what we, by what we believe and what we do with our lives. Really, what do I believe about Jesus? How much do I know about him? If we really believe that Jesus, who he says he is, it will affect the way you live. It will affect the places you go. It'll affect the things that you do, how you conduct yourself. You see, uh, you can't have God move into your life and it not change you one way or the other. And yet we live in a day when people are saying, well, you know, I, I, I believe in Jesus, but I want you to know something. Jesus doesn't give you a makeover. Jesus transforms you. So how can I really get to know Christ Well, how can I know Jesus well? Well, i want to give you some things tonight I hope will help you in this line. First of all, I want you to look back in verse 15, if you will, what it says. And he saith unto them, talking about Jesus, talking to his disciples, but whom say ye that I am? I I want you to know that my dear friends, here is the confession that is required. Now, it, it must be, Personal. It must be personal. Now, if you will, just go over a few pages to to John chapter four for just a moment. John chapter four, and and, and we'll we'll visit Jesus with the woman at the well, and uh, we'll we'll look here. Just we're not going to read the whole chapter, but we're going to just pick out a few verses, I because I want to show you what the woman thought about. Jesus, Look, if you will, down in verse 9, it says, Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh uh, drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. It, I, I, well, look what he says in verse 10, And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living waters. In other words, springs and fountains of living water. Uh, She said, uh, you're a Jew. You're a Jew. Now, he was a Jew. He was a Jewish man. But yet, into this Jewish body, it was the Son and was God robed in flesh. But notice what else it says there. Look down, not only there, but look down in verse 19. And then the woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Now, boy, I tell you what. uh, See, she's gone from you're just a man. Now you're a prophet. You're a special person. You're a man of God. You're a man that knows God. You're a prophet. But then look down in verse number uh, 25, if you will, after a little bit more discussion with Jesus, notice what the woman said. Then the woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. And Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. Now go down to verse 29. Notice when Jesus told her this, that he is the Messiah. He is that anointed one. He is that one that the Old Testament's been talking about and and witnessing to. And notice what it says in verse number 29. Notice what the woman says to the the men. She said, and the woman left her water pot and went uh, into the way of the city and saith to the men, come see a man which told me all things that ever did. Is not this the Christ? Oh, you see, you can't afford to get it wrong, friend. You can't afford to misunderstand it. There must be that personal, personal uh, matter that I not only know about Jesus, but that I know him personally, that I have that gift of salvation. I have the gift of eternal life. And, and because of that, well, notice if you will, uh, hear this confession. Boy, I, I, Jesus said, you've got to know me Personally. Who do you say that I am? Only you can answer that question for yourself. Yes, Jesus is God, robed in flesh. Yes, Jesus is the Messiah. Yes, Jesus is the coming king. Yes, Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He is all those things. But my dear friend, you may have a head knowledge of that. But my dear friends, if it doesn't move from the head to the heart, I'll tell you what it's going to do it's not going to do anything for you. But when you believe in your heart, as Paul said in Romans chapter 10, and you believe that he, that he is what he says he is and that he came to do one thing that you could not do for yourself, and that's take care of your sin, that when you believe that, when you understand that, when you can come to him and you, can, you confess that, then everything's new great day of my life is the day I got saved. Amen. There in my living room, by myself. And I said, Lord, if you'll save me, I sure need it. I sure need it. Lord, would you save me, please? I got up off my knees a different man than when I went down. And I want you to know tonight, the mighty friend. Listen, look what Peter says there in verse, oh, verse 15, Jesus said, whom say you that I am? And Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, Thou art the anointed one. Thou art the Messiah. You are the son of the living God. In other words, you are the God of the Bible. You are the one that that, that said that you were going to come and it was going to be God with us. Oh, I love that. You see, there must be a confession required. Not just that you know about him, but do you really confess him personally as your Lord and your Savior? So not only is there confession required, but notice, if you will, the revelation that must be believed. Look in verse number uh, 17, if you will, what it says. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And verse 18 says, and I will say, I say unto thee, thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, the the Bible, Jesus is not saying here, Jesus is not saying, Peter, I'm going to build my church upon you. Now, the idea of of that word Peter means that uh, you are Peter, Uh, Simon Barjone, you are uh, a little rock, a little rock. Now, let's say that Simon Peter could go and pick up a, a rock, however big it is, and set it on the ground and stand on it. That's still not much to build on, is it? But the Bible, Jesus said, but I will build my what? I will build my church up on what? This rock, this rock. Now, talking about this gigantic rock, now, and, and when I think of this, I always think about the Rock of Gibraltar. You know, there's, there's a lot out of the water, but there's a whole lot more down under the water. And you can stand on the little rock for a while, but if you're going to stand there and feel secure, you're going to really have to have the big rock. And that's what Jesus is saying. Simon Peter, upon me, upon me, I'm going to build my church. I'm not going to build it upon you. It's not going to be man ordained. It's God ordained. And I will build my church. You see, What is he saying here? Simon Peter, I want you to know something. Salvation doesn't depend on you. Salvation is the gift of God. It is a gift what that I give unto you when you believe that I am who I say I am and I have done what I promised you I would do and that is take your sin and pay for it. As a matter of fact, Paul puts it this way in Ephesians 2.7. He said that in the ages to come, he might show the Exceeding riches of his grace. Oh, thank God for the grace of God. Thank God that he has revealed his grace to us. Now, how did he reveal his grace? In his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. You see, really, uh, Jesus is the epitome of grace and kindness. Wait a minute. Look what he says in verse 8. He said, for by grace... Are you saved through faith? Not that of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should. Be. Oh, I want you to know something tonight, my dear friend, that salvation is a gift of God. And what do you do with a gift? What do you do with a gift? Well, you say, well, Brother Rader, it depends on what side the aisle you on. Maybe I'm going to give Brother Lena a gift. I'm the giver, right? Now, I give him the gift. I say, Brother Lane, I got a gift for you. I want to give it to you. And he says, oh, Brother Ray, you shouldn't have. Well, I know I shouldn't have, but I am anyway. See why? Because of grace and kindness, right? I know it's a poor illustration of it, but but let's say I'm going to give Lane a a, a, $10, $100 bill. He said, I'm ready to receive that. And that's the point. You have to receive it. It's your gift. Salvation has been accomplished through Jesus Christ. All that that is needed to pay your sin debt, Jesus did when he was born and when he was on Calvary and he rose again the third day. My dear friend, that gift, but what must you do? Receive that gift. Take it as your very own. If I give Lane a gift, I don't give him a, a receipt and say, now listen, I want you to wash my truck for 100 days. Why? Because it would cease to be a gift and be a debt. You know, wives, you know, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're looking for that big rock for Christmas, aren't you? You know, one you can hold up like you and say, look what my husband got me. Don't don't hold your breath on it, ladies, all right? Times are hard, you know. It's the best reason I can come up with, all right? But you know what? If your husband gives you a ring or, or a gift at Christmas, he doesn't say, now, honey, I'm, I'm glad to give this to you. And by the way, here's the, here's the receipt. Go pay for it. That's not a gift, is it? That's a debt. The gift of God doesn't cost you anything. It costs God everything. You see... The revelation that Jesus is saying here that the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh may I say and remind you tonight God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I want you to know something tonight. When you think about the gift of God, the salvation that comes in God that comes through the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friends, the only thing you can do is say, hey, I believe that I receive it as my payment and that's enough. It's a gift. Oh, that revelation that that Jesus gave here, Simon Peter. I'm going to. I'm going. I'm proclaiming to you tonight that through me you have victory. That's right. You have victory. Oh, I love that. You see, it was a great day in my life when I realized that my salvation didn't depend upon me. Man, I'm. I, you see, I was brought up in a church where, you, you know, they believe that you are saved by believing on the Lord Jesus, but, you know, you couldn't smoke and chew and run with those who do. I mean, you know. And if you, if you did all that, you were, you'd lose your salvation. But I'll tell you what there came a day when I read First Peter chapter one, verse four and five, when he said, I, "You're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, boy, I tell you what it was just like a it was like being saved all over again. I, I wasn't, but it, it gave me such assurance that hey, my salvation didn't depend on me." It depended on Jesus. He saved me. He's going to keep me saved. And one day he's going to deliver me from the very presence of sin. Boy, I tell you what, that ought to make even a dead Baptist shout. So here's the proclamation of victory. He said, thou art Peter, but upon me, I'm going to build my church. So tonight you and I have no reason, no excuse for not doing what we should be, living like a child of the king. I want to bring this to a close tonight. I want to give you a Christmas challenge. Look what it says in verse 19. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. You know what keys are in the Bible? Keys are a sign of authority. Simon Peter, whatever you loose on earth, be loose in heaven. Simon Peter, I give you the authority. I give you the authority to proclaim the greatest news that this world's ever known—that Jesus loves the world and that He died for the world and he rose again the third day. You see, you and I need to realize that the challenge that we face today at Christmas is: yeah, we don't—we don't need to forget who Jesus is, and it's easy to do. Bro, Lane touched on it this morning. It's easy to forget about about the real meaning of Christmas. And I, you know, I like the traditions. I love all the family stuff. And I, I, you know, I like the Christmas music. I I am, as I said a, a week or so ago, kind of getting a little tired of some of this. You're rocking around Christmas tree and stuff. You know, uh, I'd rather he- hear about a holy night and uh, the first Noel and all that. But uh, don't forget who Jesus is. Amen. Why? Because you see, Jesus is not just your friend. He's your savior. He's not just your friend and your savior, but he, he should be your Lord if you're a child of God. But re- let's remember at this Christmas time why Jesus came. Why did he come? He came to seek and to save that which is lost. <clears throat> All of us are lost and undone, guilty under the burden of sin, And my dear friends, we can't get ourselves to heaven and he came to seek and to save that which is lost. That includes all of us. (coughs) So tonight, remember why Jesus came. That's the reason that as we think about this passing out tracks and saturating America with the gospel, my dear friends, that's what's going to change America tonight is giving the gospel of Jesus Christ to people. Then there's one last thing I want you to think about and I want to challenge you with. At this Christmas season, let's just make our mind up and be resolved that I'm going to live for him. I don't care what the rest of the world. Uh, You know, Joseph said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God said of, uh, of Abraham, I know him and I know that he'll command his children and he'll lead his house right. Let's just remember who, wh- whose we are and why he came and let's just be resolved that we're going to be a holy people. We're going to be a separated people. We're going to be a people that my dear friends love him more than we love life itself. Because Paul said for me to live is Christ. How well do you know Jesus tonight? Do you know him personally? Have you had that salvation experience where you came as a sinner and you received Christ, you ask him to save you and forgive you of your sins and he'll do it. If you come, he'll do it. But my dear friend tonight, as a child of God, are you really living in such a way that others can see Jesus in you. Let's bow for prayer. Our Father, we come tonight. We want to thank you for your goodness, your blessings to us. Thank you for the blessings of knowing Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And Father, yes, there's so much more we could say tonight. And Lord, we, none of us have arrived that we know Christ as well as we should. Lord, Paul said that I might know him and the power of the resurrection and be well acquainted with the sufferings of Christ. Lord, may you help us this Christmas season to be determined that by your grace and your kindness, we're going to let our light shine that others might see Christ in us. Save the lost. Help us to be effective in reaching them with the gospel. And Lord, we'll love you and thank you tonight for your grace and your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand, if you will. We're going to sing number 485. And my dear friend, if you need to be saved, tonight ain't to be down front. Maybe God's spoken to your heart about something. Uh, that you need to deal with tonight. The altar's open to you. Let's come on this first stanza, if you will. Amen. Amen. Dear friend are you happy in Jesus do you know him well are you living for him are you walking with him do you love him as he loves you did Andrew have thy love Oh, I tell you, when Jesus becomes your Savior, and then you allow him to be Lord of your life, and you follow Him, boy, He'll change things. He'll change things. You know what 2024 needs to be? It needs to be a, a year of change. And anytime God changes things, He challenges us. Amen. Father, bless our time together tonight. May we, Lord, not only just know about you, but may we know you personally. May our confession of faith be as Thomas's was, that he is my Savior and my Lord. I pray tonight that, Lord, you'd help us in the days ahead to walk in a plain path, to walk in a way that would be pleasing to thee. And, Lord, we'll love you and thank you. All you're going to do, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Amen.